Excited to be with you guys this morning. So glad to have you guys here, both in person and those of you guys joining us online. Welcome to Alive Family Church. You guys are joining us on a great Sunday. I believe every Sunday is a great Sunday because when you come to the house of the Lord, when you open up his word, God's power and his presence shows up in your life. Amen? And we do not leave the same. And so I'm so excited to open up God's word with you this morning. We're in week two of a series this month we've titled Both And. Everybody say both. And, all right? And for those of you guys who are with us last week, uh, we mentioned this, that, hey, we live in a culture that is so polarizing right now. Do we not? Like, uh, there's a culture, there's a culture outside these doors that there's so much pressure on our lives to choose either or. Either you're with us or you're not. Either you believe in what we believe or you don't. And, and, and there's just so much divide. There's so much polarization going on, right? If you're not with us, then you're against us, right? And all of this that creeps in and tries to creep into our spiritual walk, tries to creep into our lives. And let's be real. We just talked about it last week. It is a whole lot easier to choose one side or the other. Amen? It's a whole lot easier to just be an either or kind of person and just leave it as it is. But as we look to the kingdom of God, as we open up God's word and look at the full counsel of his scriptures, we can see, and I believe we can see, and we're going to continue to see, that God in many areas in the kingdom, it's not an either or, it's a both and. Can I get an amen on that? That there are two sides to this journey together, and there's ditches on both sides, but God wants us to walk safely, securely, and confidently in the middle, knowing who our God is, what his word says, but also operating in both the, the, the natural and the supernatural. And so as mature believers, if we want to follow Jesus, a lot of things in our life will be both and, not either or. And so uh, we're, last week, you guys know, we looked at the, the both and of truth and love and how to have those balance in our life as we walk out our Christian faith. Uh, we got to play with Play-Doh in church, so that was really fun and cool. Uh, but today, uh, that the topic that God has just dropped on our hearts and, and the, the title of my message, if you're a note taker, it's nothing flashy, just write natural and supernatural at the top of your notes, all right? Natural and supernatural. We're talking about the natural and the supernatural. And we're going to discover this morning, and for some of us, we're just going to remind ourselves that life is made up of both the natural and the supernatural element, right? And that life often works best. It just seems like things work and click and flow more smoothly when we have the, both the natural and the supernatural working for us, not against us, right? We've been taught and we've experienced in our own lives, Eric and I, that it is the natural and the supernatural working together that makes an explosive force for God. It's the natural and the supernatural, both and, working together that's really going to make a powerful force in our lives, in our spiritual walk. And so we want to explore this today. And so, uh, again, I just want us to open up our hearts and our minds and get ready for what the Lord wants to download into us through this message. So let's pray one more time. Go to the Father. Father, we thank you so much, and we know your presence is here. And as we open your word this morning... I thank you that it comes alive. Like you said it was, it was living and it's active, Father God. I thank you that you watch over your word, Father, to perform it, that you're a man that you should not lie. And so, Father God, we thank you that your word has power in our lives to change us, to mold us, to shape us, and to help us live the life that you have called us to live, both the natural and the supernatural, working as an explosive force in our lives. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Speak to us and customize this now for every person under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody agreed, said, 
Amen. Hey, I got two things that I want us to leave with today. We're going to kind of dive in and explore these in some length. The first one is, if you're note-taking, both the natural and the supernatural are a part of life. They are just a part of life. I think we want to just hit on this for a second. I think it's important to remind ourselves that life is made up of both natural things and supernatural things, all right? And uh, guess who the source of it all is? We need to be reminded of that. It's God, right? I love Colossians chapter 1. It's rich with just this majesty of who God is and what he's created. Colossians 1, 15 through 17 in the New Living Translation says this. It says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made things that we can see and things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Isn't God amazing? Everything that we see, everything that we experience was created by God. That, that what we can see and a lot of things that we can't see, right? He said that God created everything in the heavenly realms, the, the supernatural, and he created everything here on earth, the natural, right? We're going to talk about the supernatural in just a second, but I just find it amazing and really hard to deny the majesty and the existence of our God. When I look up, I don't know about you guys, when I look up on a clear night and I see those stars and the galaxies and all of that and be like, wow, or I'm on a beach. Any beach people up in here? I love a good beach. And I sit there and I just watch the waves and the cadence of the water crash against the ocean. It's like, come on now. Like God is so amazing. He created that. He made that, right? And here's a side note. We're not gonna get into this, but hey, if the universe were merely an accidental byproduct of some big bang, then, then why would it be orderly and follow any cadence or rhythm if there was no somebody behind that, right? Or like for the atheist, how can a universe obey laws if there's no lawgiver? Amen? Right? Like how, how, how can, who's telling it what to do? Who's, who's stretching the boundaries of the ocean? Who's doing all this? How, how do our bodies work? All of that. That's just a happenstance or a bunch of goo kind of sliming together and boom, or some monkeys going here or there. Like, like come on, our God is so amazing. He's so, so incredible. And, and we know from Scripture that God is the creator, which means he is the lawgiver, and, and he spoke the universe into existence. And so I don't have it for the screens, but Jeremiah thirty three twenty five says that God has appointed the ordinances of heaven and earth. God has appointed the ordinances of heaven and earth. What does that mean? He set, he's the lawgiver for both earth and heaven, both the natural things and the supernatural things. And God has put some natural laws in place, right? Let's just, I don't, I want to make sure we don't ignore these. We're not going to spend tons of time on this, but, but there is a law of life, right? The law of biogenesis, that life begets life, right? There's a law of chemistry. Some of you guys took that in school and did well, and some of you guys didn't do so well, right? There, there's a law of planetary motion and how the things orbit. There's laws of physics, right? There's laws of mathematics. There's laws of logic, some of you are like, whoa, don't get all like Bill Nye the science guy on me this morning, right? It's like, hey, I'm not, but real science confirms God's word, amen? When you, when you study this stuff out and you look at it, it doesn't disprove it. Science and God aren't against each other. A lot of times they're pinned against each other, but when you really get the facts and you really study it out, it just proves that God is so amazing and he already did what he said he would do, amen, right? And so we have these natural laws, whether we like it or not, these natural laws are at motion. They're working in the world that we live in, right? In our everyday lives, whether we see it or not. How many of you guys know gravity is keeping us to your chair right now so we ain't floating around? We're not a floater church, you know what I'm saying? Like gravity is at work right now. 
your body chemistry and your molecular makeup tell you that eating Reese's peanut butter cups for breakfast every morning isn't beneficial for your physical health, although it tastes really good. You, you know, the way the laws of motion and the laws of your body and the laws of molecules work, it's not good to do that, right? The laws of physics, many of us have experience of this on a daily basis, the laws of physics give that Google map GPS the, the exact time of when you're going to arrive to your destination. It's a physics problem. The law of mathematics helps us every day. You know, when it comes to finances, the law of mathematics helps us know that if we spend more than we make, guess what? It's not going to equal financial health. Amen? Right? And then, and then we've got the laws of logic and reasoning, which we learned from a very young age, that if I touch that hot burner that's been on for a while, it's going to burn my hand. Right? So all of these natural things, we sometimes talk about, they're like, where are you going, man? You're totally off God's. That's God. God created all of that, both the heavenly stuff and the stuff on earth. That's his. That ain't some scientist. That's, that's God's. Amen? And scientists have a blessing to study it and try to figure it out. And some things we can fathom and some things we can't fathom. Amen? There's some things we're going to understand on this side of heaven. It makes very clear and it makes total logical sense. And there's some stuff we're going to be blown away when we get to heaven and see that highlight reel and understand how God did that and why he did what he did. Amen? But we trust him all along. But we serve a God who created both the natural and the supernatural. We have to remember that he's not just a natural God. Aren't you thankful that our God is not just a natural God? He is a supernatural God. I love that word super, right? You got to define that supernatural. What does it mean? It means being above and beyond what is natural. We serve a God who is above and beyond all of our natural comprehension, right? It's unexplainable by natural law. It's beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. So we've got God who created the natural world. Get this, he's a supernatural God. So he is not bound by natural stuff. We are bound by the natural laws. God is not bound by the natural because he created it, right? He is the lawmaker or the lawgiver, right? He transcends the natural, which by nature is the definition of a supernatural God. How cool is that? So we serve a God who is not only a God of the natural, he's a God of the supernatural. And here's the cool thing. He's a God of miracles. Come on. You guys know what a miracle is? If you look up the definition of a miracle, it is a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature, right? Or a temporary suspension of the accustomed order through the spirit of God. The natural world says it, things are supposed to work this way, but God says, watch what I can do, amen? Because again, he's the author of all of that, right? We see so many examples throughout the scriptures. We've got uh, him poting, parting the Red Sea, right? We are familiar with Jesus feeding the 5,000 with a little boy's lunch, right? We've seen Lazarus, who is dead, raised from the dead. All things that in the natural law of things should not have happened, they're not normal, right? That's an extraordinary or a supernatural occurrence in our lives. And they go against the laws of nature, right? Like, we know that the seas are not supposed to part and hold a, and have a dry path to people to walk on, right? That's not natural. A little boy's lunch is supposed to feed one little boy, not 5,000 people, amen? Right? And, and a man who is dead and in a tomb for four days, should his body, by natural law, should stay dead and in that tomb for the rest of his life, right? But God, amen? 
but we serve a supernatural God. Aren't you glad you came to church and you got news this morning that you serve a supernatural God, not a natural one, a God that is not bound by even the laws of motion, the laws of physics. He can move when he wants to move. He can break through where he wants to break through. He can do what he wants to do, and it can change our lives. Come on, somebody. Luke 18, 27, Jesus even said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Come on, somebody. What may look impossible to you in your situation right now is easy peasy for our God. Come on, somebody. He's not scared or intimidated about that issue you're dealing with. He's not scared or intimidated about that problem or that season you're going through right now because what is impossible with man makes total room, make room for God to do the impossible. Amen? And he's been doing it ever since he created us and he will not stop until we go to be with heaven and we are at perfect peace with him, amen? He's still the same supernatural working God. And so as you know, all things are possible with a supernatural God, right? When the, when the science says it's impossible, God says it's impossible, right? When the doctor says it don't look good, it's impossible. God says it's possible, amen? When the banker says, <laughs> You're kidding me. You want what? It's impossible. With God, it's possible. Amen? We serve a supernatural God. And here's the deal, guys. You cannot cut the supernatural out of our lives and still have anything that resembles Christianity. Because here's the deal. When we take the supernatural out, we have what they call rationalism, or what our culture calls in intellectualism. We don't believe in faith and we only look to reason and we reject the supernatural. That is intellectualism. That is, that is rationalism. We, if we are Christ followers, if we're Christians, we have faith and we believe in a supernatural God, but we do not deny the natural as well. And so today, what are we supposed to do with this? Everybody say both and. We've got the natural and we've got the supernatural, and all of us probably lean one way or the other. Let's be real. Just like last week, truth and love. Some people are truth people. Just hit me with the truth. Don't sugarcoat it. I don't need that. And some people are like, that is so harsh and mean. I need love first before I ever, right? And so we all kind of find ourselves on different areas of the spectrum. Same with the natural and supernatural. And so we need to take a look at this. And so that leads me to my second point, which is this. The natural and the supernatural working together is powerful. When they work together, the natural and the supernatural, it's powerful stuff. As we said earlier, it's the natural and the supernatural working together that makes the explosive force for God in our lives. Amen? It's not an either or to God. It's a both and. And I believe God calls us to live lives in the tension between the balance of winning in the natural and with some natural practical things that we do daily and also being aware of the supernatural power and his word and what he can do together with that to really push us into God's best for our life. There's a tension there, right? There's a balance. There's a middle of the road, right? And maybe you've encountered this before and there's no judgment on this, but I, I often find some people in two extreme camps or two extreme worldviews about this stuff. Number one, some people are so spiritually minded that they're no earthly good, Amen. Like, like you don't have any awareness of the natural laws and how those work, and you're always looking to God's word, which is great, but you're trying to have him bail you out of some bad decisions of just the way life is created, right? We're just so God-focused. We're just so out there. And here's the deal. I always love this. Pastor Lonnie said this a few uh, weeks, months ago. He said, God isn't weird, spooky, kooky. 
people are. Amen. <laughs> we have to remember that, that, that sometimes people can get a little over here. I call it like uh, frosted flakes. You know what I'm saying? Like I love that cereal. Sometimes you got a frosted flake person, praise God, and they're just off here and floating and, and doing stuff. But like, hey, you, there's an earth that you live on and there's some responsibilities here and you got to just do that. Then there, hey, some of us might find ourselves there. Hey, and God might minister to us. Then there's the other side of the spectrum. Sometimes we're so naturally minded that we're no heavenly good. It's only in the natural. It's only what we can produce. It's only what we can logic and reason. It's only what we can see with our natural senses. And we don't allow any room for the supernatural in our life. We don't leave any room for God to do something exceedingly abundantly above because we lock him in the natural box only and don't believe in a supernatural God. Amen? And so how many of you guys know there, there's a ditch on either side? But often I've always been taught that middle of the road is a great safe place to travel on if we want to be an effective witness for Christ. And so it's a both and. And I've always found that usually most things in life, there's a us part and there's a God part, right? There, there's something that we can do and then there's something that God has to do, amen? And those together make a really cool thing, but those apart can leave us one direction or the other where it's lacking in our lives, all right? And, and to illustrate this story and this principle, I want to go to Mark chapter 5 and look at the woman with the issue of blood and how Jesus heals her, a story that maybe you guys are familiar with or have heard before, and we've taught on many different angles on this, but I think there's something in the natural and the supernatural that God wants to show us today that will really give us some revelation of how to work this out in our own lives. And so uh, for, for, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with this story, we're going to go over in Mark chapter 5. I'm going to read the whole thing to, to you guys real quickly, and then we're going to break it down a little bit and then look at some practicals in our life about natural and supernatural. But Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 25, says, Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Verse 30, and Jesus, immediately knowing himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see this multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around and, and to see who had done that thing. And, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Very powerful encounter with a woman and Jesus as he was walking through this city. And a couple things here. We see that G, this woman touched Jesus, all right? Everybody say natural. There was a natural element to this. And her faith was also released in what she said, and there was a supernatural. So we got natural and supernatural, right? She went to doctors. She had suffered many things from many physicians. 12 years, not 12 minutes. She'd been dealing with this for 12 Years She did what she knew to do, yet still needed God's supernatural in her life. And I feel like that is a word for somebody today. Hey, sometimes we just need to do what God has called us to do to get the breakthrough in our life. It may look crazy. It may look weird. It may not make logical sense. But there's some stuff that we can partner with God on, even in the natural, that can lead to a supernatural breakthrough in our life. Amen. And so let's break it down. The natural, Mark 5, 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. 
This woman had a part to play in her healing. This woman did something, right? She broke through the crowd. She pushed, excuse me, that's Jesus. I need to just touch his garment. My life has been so miserable. I've been so afflicted with this issue. Have you ever been there before in your life where this thing just won't shake you? This habit won't get off you. This physical condition is panging you and thronging you. And you're like, man, if I could just give anything to get rid of that in my life, I would do anything. That's where this woman was. And she busted through the crowd just so she could touch the hem of Jesus' garment. She did what she needed to do to get a breakthrough, amen? I really feel like that's a word for somebody today. What can you do in the natural to get closer to Jesus, amen? Where can you make room for him to sit down next to you and begin to show you the better way that we were singing about this morning? What do you need to do, right? Some of us just need to do that, but that we also see a supernatural element. We're like, oh, she just touched Jesus and boom. No, there had to have been some supernatural divine healing power flowing out of Jesus for a woman that had seen every doctor, yet they couldn't help her or fix her, and now she's made well. Can I get an amen on that? Something not natural happened here, right? And so we see that in Matthew 5, 28 through 30, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I should be made well. Immediately the fountain of the blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing himself that power, everybody say power, power had gone out, out of him, turned around and said, who touched me, right? Jesus knew something was released, right? She didn't just do something, she also had faith and said something, amen? And oftentimes the natural and the supernatural collide for God's benefit when we lean into that. We do what we know to do in the natural, but we have faith in a supernatural God who can oversee and supersede all of the natural laws and rhythms and cadences of life to do and break through in that situation. She experienced both. And aren't you thankful that we serve a God who wants to do both in our lives too? Can you imagine? Just play with me if she didn't make her way to Jesus, if she didn't push through to touch, could Jesus, was he able and willing to heal her even if Jesus walked through and didn't know? Yeah, he could heal her. But what if she didn't do what she wanted to do? What if she didn't say out of her mouth, I believe that when I touch, I will be healed? What if she did not have faith? It could have been a very different story for this woman. And I believe the same is true in our own lives. What if we don't do our part in the natural or the supernatural? and miss out on a move and a work of God right before our very presence, simply because we were blind to one or the other or refused to do one or the other, right? So what does this mean for you and I as, as we close here today? Let's, let's make it practical. Can we bring it home this morning? Can we, can we uh, I told the live team as a, in a pre-service prayer today, this is one of these where Jesus is about to get all up in our grill. We ain't, we ain't flipping burgers in here this morning, you know what I'm saying? Like your grill, like he's, he's about to get all up in here in a good way, to help us see where we might be missing it in either the natural or the supernatural. And so a couple areas, we could talk about this all day, but a couple areas that I see people really miss it in this area or could use some help, and I'm preaching myself as well, is when it comes to the area of health, amen? Health, physical health. I'm talking about food, exercise, rest, diet, right? And obviously divine health. We believe here at Alive that God is a healer, amen? He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. He sent forth his word and healed us. By Jesus' stripes, we are the healed of the Lord. Amen? Aren't you thankful we serve a healing God? 
God also made our body. He also made the molecules. He also made the systems. He made everything flow. He knows how it works better than we do, right? Sometimes we ask God to heal and bless our bad natural choices. Can I get an amen on that? Right? There's a proper diet that will maintain life for a really long time and maintain health. There's a proper diet that will not. My Reese's peanut butter cups for breakfast, right? We can eat that every day of our life. Bless God, I'm healed of the Lord. Praise God. And maybe in his mercy and his grace, God, here's the cool thing. God does it even when we miss it sometimes, amen? He's merciful, he's gracious, he's loving, he's not condemning, right? But sometimes we ask God to bless or make up for our bad choices. And sometimes our healing, our breakthrough, the headaches, the, the, the sogginess, the dragginess, the I have no energy, isn't a God divine heal me. It's a change this over here. Go to sleep earlier. Get some rest. You are limited. God is unlimited and infinite. We are finite beings. And we cannot go for three days without any sleep and function very well. We cannot eat trash and expect to get awesome results, right? And so God, in his mercy, shows us, hey, there's both the natural and the supernatural working together that really can make an explosive force for God. Faith is not a substitute for taking care of your own body, amen? I think we can all learn this. Now, a lot of times we'll get in the ditch and we'll only do the natural. Faith can really help you take care of your natural body. Can I get an amen on that? Both and, both and. But man, some of us are we're exercising so much faith and so much uh, spiritual energy to try to God to do something when he might have already given us the answer and it looks a lot like what we're packing for lunch that day or what time we're going to bed and waking up or how much exercise we're getting. Isn't this crazy? It's like, why are we talking about this? Because God created us natural and supernatural. Epaphroditus in the Bible, that's a crazy name, right? I think I'm gonna name my kid Epaphroditus, right? Like just feeling it when he came out. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. In Philippians chapter two, verses 27 and 30, it says, for indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, not only on him, but me also, least I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Verse 30, because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service. So this guy was like, I'm sold out for ministry. I love this group. I love these Philippians. I'm gonna do whatever it takes, but the guy's not eating. He's not sleeping. And he was almost died. He was sick in his body from natural things. Paul's saying, hey, be careful not to fall into these same ditches, right? We see it. And here's the other thing that can get off. You know, we believe God's a healer. We believe God's word is clear. We believe God wants his best for our lives. But there's also been this like notion where like doctors and hospitals and medicine are like of the devil. And I think there's just been some misteaching in the church. I believe God can heal us and how, he, how we were created in the garden without sickness, without death, without other, that's God's original and eternal plan and that's how God wants it in our lives, amen? But there are many different pathways that a doctor or a medicine or hospital isn't the devil. Now, sickness doesn't come from God, it comes from the devil, amen? We need to make sure we know our sources there. But medicine and doctors and things, they can actually help some of us get in a right frame of mind to have faith to receive healing from the Lord because that's ultimately what's going to stick is what the Lord wants to do in our lives, not just the natural. We serve a supernatural God, amen? And so we see this balance of a both and, right? 
I've come and I came out of the camp and some people were like, they will look down on you if you go see a doctor. The doctor is just practicing medicine. He isn't this miracle working guy. God can use doctors. God can use nurses. God can use treatments. God can use medicine. Duh, he created everything. The plants that we move together and do that to make a medicine, guess who made that junk? God did. Guess who allows pathways to healing happen? God did. Guess who's a healer? God did. I see people short-circuit help. If you don't have faith to believe God for the healing in this area and you're suffering, you have a terminal illness, you are struggling, it's okay to get some medical help to get you on your way. I, I talk to people that like preach healing and then like they have a headache and they take an aspirin. It's like, how hypocritical is that? There's nothing wrong with, if I don't have faith for God to heal my headache, take an aspirin and get some relief. Relieve the symptoms so that my faith can be built, so I can actually think straight, read my word. Some people are so sick, and they can't even read their word or confess their word because they're so sick in their body, and they're refusing help that God might want to have them. Okay, so again, I, I could talk about this for days, but there is a balance, amen? And a lack of uh, faith cannot just cover up our bad experiences the whole time. That's not how God intended for us to operate, right? We see scriptural examples of this. Hezekiah making together ointment from leaves to heal his boil, and he lived 15 more years, right? Paul told Timothy to drink a little wine because he had some stomach issues, right? We see Ezekiel prophesying about the new Jerusalem and heaven, how there'd be a tree of healing and leaves that would make healing medicine for people because there's no sickness and there ain't no disease in heaven, amen? We know our Bible says that. God is a healing God, but it's the natural and the supernatural working together that really make an explosive force. Can I get an amen on that? There is a balance on that, right? Finances. I would say, uh-oh. Bless you. Finances. We just did a two-week series on finances called Healthy Money a few weeks back, and for time's sake, I'm not going to get into all this, but, but here's the deal. God says be faithful with the little, and he'll entrust us with much. I think a lot of times in the, in the faith camp, we just want God to entrust us with much, but we're not really paying attention to what we're doing with the little we have, amen? And that's where the rubber meets the road, right? When it comes to money, God doesn't want to just bail you out every time. He wants to bless you and break through when we are faithful to do what he's called us to do, amen? For some of us in the financial arena of life, God is always the emergency 911. Lord, I don't have enough money, make it happen. And that, lo and behold, God in his mercy We'll answer that prayer a lot of times. Amen? I've been the recipient of that. But God in his wisdom, and in, he knows that there's natural principles and supernatural principles always at work. He wants us to be blessed. And God doesn't want to just be the God of the bailout. He wants to be the God of the breakthrough and the God of the blessing in your financial situation. Amen? And that means there's an us part and a God part, right? And that means we got to give God something to work with, right? We got to work. I've always been taught you don't work, you don't eat. My dad is that. The Bible said that. 2 Thessalonians 3, 10 through 11, for even when you, we were with you, we commanded you in this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Give God something to work with, amen? That's why budgeting is so important. That's why knowing our limits and, hey, I'm not going to say that getting a loan on a home or whatever is the devil. No, because we all do that kind of thing. But you need to know your limits and what you can honestly, truthfully pay back and what you can't. And, and just knowing that that snares you and that's a, that's a, you're slave to the lender the Bible talks about. We need to be good and not ask God to always make up for our foolishness and finances. Amen? It's the natural and the supernatural working 
together, right? Give God something to work with, amen? I don't think God will bring it in to overcome your foolishness. He'll bring it in to bless you when you're being a good steward of what he's already given you, amen? Everyone say both and. Your job and your business, I'm finishing up, your job and your business, some of you guys work for an employer, some of you guys are your own boss or you have your own company. There's the natural part. Do things with integrity, with honor. Work your tail off. Make the sacrifices necessary. Stay the extra, go the extra mile. Double check that work, do that, close that deal, right? I I love Proverbs 3.11, it says, the integrity of the upright will guide them. Don't cut corners. What's the industry standard? Don't cut corners. Everybody else is doing, don't cut corners. Honor God. You can honor God on the job by what you do in the natural, amen? But when you're doing that, the natural and the supernatural make the explosive force. So when I'm operating in integrity, when I'm working my tail off, even if I'm not getting any recognition, even if my boss doesn't appreciate me how I think I should appreciate, it don't matter. We can't control them. We can only control how we respond, amen? To everything be the glory of God. I work unto Christ. Christ is my boss, not that boss, amen? I worship and I worship and I serve him and not my boss, amen? And when I'm doing it from that, I can pray for God's favor. I can pray for God's blessing. I can pray for God's anointing. I can pray for God to give me witty ideas and creative solutions, inventions, things that can take me further and provide for me and my family. Come on, somebody. It's the natural and the supernatural working together. And the last area I think that, man, I always get challenged with is when it comes to parenting. How many, how many parents out there know that you need God's help to parent, <laughs> especially in this culture and generation? Amen? To be a good parent, it takes a both and. We read in Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child in the way he or she should go, and when she's old, he or he's old, he will not depart from it. There's some natural stuff we can do to help position our kids for a successful life. Ultimately, it's their choice, but we can at least lead them to water and teach them how to drink. They're going to have to take sips on their own, but we can lead them there. And so that's why it's so important. We believe, man, get, get your kids to God's house and having a culture in your home, like, I I can't outfit, if I let my kids watch whatever they want to on Netflix, do whatever they want on their phones, hang out with whatever they want to, and and make the decision at at 8.30 in the morning if they want to come to church or not, guess what? It will not end well for my kids. I trust them. They're great kids. They'll probably turn out great anyways, but here's the deal. As a parent, as a guardian, we position them for success. I've been taught garbage in, garbage out. I think a lot of times we let garbage in. We say, God, please help them walk the straight path. Like, get rid of the garbage. There's a natural and there's a supernatural part that really makes an explosive force for God. Just even the beauty of us gathering together, even online. Like, step one in the natural, get physically to church. But just because you're in church don't mean you're going to get anything unless God shows up. Amen? Unless God's word goes forth. We could all sit here, smile at each other, listen to music, and walk out and not be changed at all. There's a natural and a supernatural power to the gathering. When we show up naturally, God can show up supernaturally, even in our kids' ministry, even in our youth that's about to happen at the next service. I love what God is doing, but we need to give him a chance. We gotta give God something to work with, amen? So again, I'm preaching to myself, but these are just good reminders. We wanna be a church that's a both and church, amen? We wanna be believers that are mature and not just side with one or the other, but know that, hey, there's a tension between a natural and a supernatural God. We live in a natural world, but we serve a supernatural God who is not limited by that, amen? And so here, 
here is the word for us. Come on. God is done being the God of bailout for us in any of these areas. He's time. It's time for us to rise up as the body of believers and let God be the God of the breakthrough in our lives. Amen. When we have the natural and the supernatural working together, creating an explosive force for God in our lives. As we grow, as we go deeper, as we get better, come on, we shine the light brighter and that's what this world needs. Come on, somebody. Anybody get anything out of this today? Come on, anybody being challenged in their own lives in these areas today? God loves us so much that he won't keep us where we're at this morning. He's saying, hey, there's a higher way. There's a better way. There's a more effective way. He'll do his part always. He will do his supernatural part always. I think we, we bail out on our natural part often. And it's time, Lord, wherever, where is God, the God of the bailout in your life over and over again? Maybe in your, in your heart this morning, you make him God of the breakthrough. You decide in your heart to make room for him to begin to move in those areas. Just doing the little natural steps that you know to do and asking God to bless you in the midst of that. Show you where maybe we've missed it or show you where he wants to help you. And I believe we can all live lives in that sweet spot with the Lord as we balance this tension of natural and supernatural. Amen, let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We thank you that we serve a supernatural God. And Father, you can do anything. What's impossible to us is possible to you. You can do all things. And Lord, help us not live in the ditch or the extremes on both sides. For those of us that are so well-polished, we are so good in the natural. We have everything. Our checkbook has margin. Our kids are obedient. Our jobs are blessed. And we don't need God. From the outside, you don't need God. But man, you have not made room for the supernatural to come into your life, to do even above and beyond what you think is already amazing. God is saying to you today, scoot over, make some room, because I am a God of a supernatural blessing and I want to do amazing things through you so make sure you don't miss me and for those of us that on the other side hey man we love God we quote God bless God this is what his word said but we're walking in shambles in our marriages in our finances with our kids and we're just praying what we know to pray but we there's some natural stuff that we need to adjust in our own hearts father help us your grace and your mercy are beautiful and amazing to help us where we miss it and you're not kicking us while we're down Father, I thank you that you're not beating us over the head. Lord, you're lovingly saying, hey, it's natural and it's supernatural. I want to bless something and be a breakthrough, God, for you, not a bailout, God. Lord, whatever that thing or thing is where we've missed it in this area, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you know exactly what that is and you're ministering to your people. I thank you that we can make that declaration in our heart that today it changes. Today the buck stops here. Today I'm moving forward. Today we're going up to a higher level in God. Today we're not going to be complacent. Today we're not going to get caught up in the polarization. Today we're taking a stand for Jesus. And today we are going a higher way, a better way with him. And so, Father, we thank you for being the God of the breakthrough. Lord, I thank you for our natural and your supernatural, that we'd be a church that believes the word of God, stands on the word of God, confesses the word of God. But in our personal lives, we are honorable. We are people of integrity. We do the hard things. We cross the T's and we dot the I's. We give you a chance to bless what has already been blessed to us, Father God, that we're going up to another place. We're not just using scripture or your word as a bailout, but we're using it as the final blessing to push us through into that supernatural realm that you have for us. Father, we love you so much. 
We thank you for doing the work in our hearts that only you can do. We receive it by faith right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody agreed said, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, we, we never like to end in a service without an opportunity for to Jesus. I'll just be real about it. We serve a God of the natural and the supernatural. The Bible says he knit you together and formed you in your mother's womb. Whether you know him or not personally, he did that. You are God's handiwork. You are God's masterpiece. Look up at the stars. Look at the sand on the seashore. Look at how the bird flies. Look at all these things and say, my goodness, that just happened? Or is there somebody behind that? Is there somebody that wants to have a personal relationship with you that sent his one and only son to die for you so that you could have a right relationship with God? His name is Jesus. God did what he said he was going to do. Jesus did what he prophesied and said he would do. And so he's legit. He, he fulfilled it to a T and left no room for misinterpretation. And so the question I ask everybody every week is this, who do you say Jesus is? Like Jesus told Peter, who do you say I am? What are people, some people saying, Elijah, some people, you're a really good person. You have really great hair and you do good miracles. No, who is Jesus? Is he your Lord and Savior? Or is this a good moral concept? Because good moral concepts and, and behavior change doesn't get us to heaven. Heart transformation, personal relationship is what gets it done for God's kingdom. And man, God wants every one of his children to come into a loving relationship with him. And so in this moment of just reverence, I just ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment. And online too, I just encourage you, no moving or shuffling around. I believe there might be some of you watching today or even later in the week, but this is for you today. If you're here today, number one invitation is you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. You never prayed a prayer of salvation for him to come into your life, begin this amazing journey. Or number two, you did that as a kid or a long time ago, but you've been far from God. You haven't been walking with God. It's time to come home. It's time to rededicate your life to the Lord on either of those invitations. I'm not going to call you up or call you out or embarrass you. I just want to know who I can link my faith with and pray with today. If that's for you, would you just slip up your hand for a moment so I know who I'm talking to? Thank you, Lord. And online as well, reverence this decision in your heart. And I'm going to lead us all through a, a corporate prayer together. I want to encourage all of you guys to just repeat this and say this out of your heart and, and repeat this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, come into my life, change me, and help me live a life that honors you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.